Hello friends, welcome to Village Idiots Podcast, Village Idiots for Christ Podcast. Uh, we're nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. <laughs> we are in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Next week we're in for a treat, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. It covers so much about the return of the Lord, the rapture of the church, the rise of Antichrist, the final deception. 2 Thessalonians 2 is the roadmap through the end time. So we're going to do that next week, I think. Next week, we should get to it next week. Um, so we're only doing four books other than Revelation. So uh, anyway, we're in Second Thessalonians. We've just finished First Thessalonians. Now we're in Second Thessalonians chapter two, um, chapter one, and we're going to start going through this. Um, the bright hope of Christ's return. That's the title. Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians and God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Always wishing people grace and peace. Uh, we ought to th- we ought always to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Wow, man, this is a very short chapter by only twelve verses. So this may be a very short lesson. So um, uh, we always th- let's just break it. Let's just go through it. Uh, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers. And it isn't isn't it something we should do. We should always thank God for the for the men and uh, for the men in our lives and women for the women in your lives. You know, in life, talking about brothers and sisters in Lord. We always thank. We ought to always thank God. They're gifts from God. We should look at each other as a gift from God. Now, you know, it's, there's no coincidences. I believe not that God is running the show on everything. I don't believe that. I believe, but I don't believe in coincidences either. If God wants two people to get together, He'll find a way for them to get together. I, I love that about God. So we ought to always thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more in the love. So their faith was growing more and more, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Man, we have to, if we can't, if we, if we say, we can't say we love God who we haven't seen if we don't love our brothers who we haven't seen. Loving each other is so critical. Even if we disagree with each other, we should agree to disagree agreeably. We don't have to throw rocks at each other. If we see things, even in a diametrically opposed way, but in non-salvational issues in Christ, um, Sabbath keeping, you know, Saturday is the Sabbath would be one that's big. Um, uh, baptism for salvation or not for salvation. I'm just throwing some stuff out there. Um, the Trinity, you know, people see these in different ways, but we don't have to hate each other over that. We don't have to kill each other over things. We should, our love for each other, no matter who we are in Christ, we should love each other and, and be willing to meet in the middle. We don't have to agree with each other. Romans 14 is clear on this on non-salvational issues, but we should agree to love. We should, okay, here it is. We don't have to agree with each other on all the particulars in Christ, but we should agree to love each other no matter what the particulars are. There you go. There you go. Amen. I love that. There you go. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith and all the persecutions and trials you're enduring. These cats, boy, Paul was proud of these guys. These guys are enduring lots of trials and persecutions. And Paul was boasting about them, about their perseverance and faith. And we need to have, in this hour, what's coming upon the earth. Now, I don't know how long we're going to be here for before the Lord takes us home. We may, we may have, need some perseverance. We may be going through some persecution and uh, and some trials that we have to endure, man. You hold on to the Lord till your final dying breath or your dying heartbeat. You hang on to God for dear life. Amen. All this is evidence that God is God's judgment is right. And as a result, you'll be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. And God's judgment is always right. I love that. 
And it's all evidence. This is evidence that God says right. And that, man, being counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. Man, don't you, want to, don't you want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant? I sure do. Man, I know I'm not getting everything right. None of us is. But I want the, I want the motive. God weighs the thoughts and motives and the intents of the heart. I want the thoughts of my heart, the motives of the heart, and the intents of my heart to always be right. Sometimes the actions of my heart go sideways because I miss something or Satan deceives me. But I want the motivation, the intentions, uh, the th- and the thoughts of my heart always to be in a right way. We can guard our heart and keep the keep the, the important things, the thoughts, motives, intents right. Again, we all stumble, we all fall, we all get deceived by the devil. But we can still have a pure heart, even in deception, where we just blew it, but we didn't get sideways with our heart. Man, we guard our heart above all things. It is the wellspring of life. Hold on to your heart. That's what Paul. I mean, that's what Jesus was trying to tell the Pharisees. He says, when the kingdom of God is within you, it's where within your heart. They couldn't see that. They thought it was through their religious rituals they were made right with God. No, through a, through a right heart are you made right with God, not through our religious exercises. Man, amen. Let's continue on here. Um, ju- God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled as to us as well. And God, he will pay back trouble for all those who trouble you. You know, the cool thing is, even even that's a true statement there, that God is going to recompense all of our sorrows. We can still pray for those people. The Bible said, Jesus said, pray for your enemies, love your enemies, forgive your enemies. Even knowing the truth that those who do trouble us, who are unrepentant, are going to be paid harm for harm. Um, we can still pray that they would turn their hearts. We can pray for our enemies, pray love and forgive them, and ask God to move in their hearts so they're no longer our enemies and his enemy. Amen. That's the cool thing about the, the kingdom of God. We get to pray for our enemies. We always pray. Everybody in the world prays for their friends. Everybody in the world prays for their allies. Everybody in the world prays for their countrymen. But very few pray for their enemies. That's from Christ, man. Love, pray, and forgive your enemies. Amen. Uh, this will happen when the Lord Jesus revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. Wow, man. Judgment's coming when Christ returns. Again, talking about paying back paying back trouble for trouble. Give relief to all you who are troubled as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. And when Christ comes back on his white horse, as it's described in Revelation, with all the crowns on his head, on his thigh, and on his robe, written, King of kings and Lord of lords, he's coming back with power and might and unstoppable. No one, including the devil, will be able to stop him on that day, ever. Uh, He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction, shut off from the presence of the Lord, and from the majesty of his power on the day when he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you have believed our testimony to you. Now, I'm going to cover something. This is important. I've been accused of this. Uh, a daughter of a friend of mine says, I can't read Josh's poetry anymore. And he said, why? He says, because there's so much judgment, so much heaviness. And my friend told his daughter he says you don't understand outside of christ all there is is judgment and heaviness and terror he said outside of christ all there is is judgment and that's a fact it's only in christ it's only by the blood of jesus it's only through our repentance it's only by the grace poured out on us that we receive redemption of sins forgiveness resurrection from the dead if you're not covered by the blood of jesus you'll receive no forgiveness and then all will be you'll be judged by the law on that day And when those that are judged by the law, this is what they're in store for. Watch this again. 
And this will happen when I'll read it all as one set. The end part is a little different. I'm going to change that. I'm not going to change it, but I mean, I'm going to read it only up to a point. This will happen when the Lord Jesus revealed from heaven in blazing fire those powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of His power. Man, outside of Christ there is no hope. If you're not born again, if you're not certain of your salvation, right now stop and ask God to save you. Admit that you're a sinner. Ask Him to forgive your sins. Tell him you want to be born again. You want to be made new from the inside out. That you receive the free gift of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. Man, you don't want to be one of these people punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord. There's only one name given to men under heaven, in heaven and on earth that which we must be saved. And that's the name of Jesus. Man, his is the only blood. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. This one world religious nonsense is going to, in Dubai, a friend of mine just told me, in Dubai, in Dubai, in the United Arab Emirates, they're building a mosque, a, temp, a, a Jewish temple, and a Christian church all next to each other, and there's a sign up front called one, the One World Religion. That's false. That's foolishness. Yes, Abraham is the father of the Muslims, the Jews, and the Christians, but we cannot gather underneath his head. We have to gather under the head of Christ. All those outside of Jesus are doomed. It's a biblical fact. And these are hard things to say, but this is the truth. Hell is real. The lake of fire is real. We can't play games with this stuff. Man, being born again is everything. No matter what you call yourself, no matter what denomination you're a part of, make sure you're born. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must receive the gift of eternal life. And it happens as an adult when you can repent. Man. Man, I know most of you listen, if not all of you are born again. I know most of you, if not all of you, are, are, uh, are, are part of the kingdom. Your names are written in the book of life. But if you're not certain, again, hit your knees right now. If you're not driving, don't hit your knees while you're driving. I don't want, to wreck, don't want you to wreck the car and get killed. I'll feel bad about that. <laughs> Josh got me killed. I hit my knees in the middle of traffic, died. Uh, please don't do that. But when you have an opportunity to safely do it, get on your knees and confess you're a sinner to Christ and repent and ask him to forgive you. And receive him as your Lord and Savior. So again, I know most of you guys have heard all this a million times. But again, these are hard words here. And we don't want to be in this category of people. Again, we don't want to be shut out from the Lord and from the majesty of his power. And on the day, now, and, and here's the good part for us. On the day he comes to be glorified in his holy, he's going to be glorified in us. I don't even know what that means. How can, how can the glorious one, Jesus, be glorified in us? I don't know. But it's going to be amazing. Whatever that means, it's going to be amazing. And to be marveled at among those who, but man, when we see Christ with our own eyes, face to face, we're going to marvel. We're going to go, oh my gosh, this is the one I've been waiting for all of these years. This is the one my whole life I've waited for this. And there he is. He's returning. He's on his horse. Amen. Oh, so good, man. This includes you because you have believed our testimony to you. Amen. It's our uh, last two verses. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling and that by his power, that, and that by his power, he may fulfill every good purpose of yours and, and every act prompted by your faith. That is so good. Watch this. This is amazing. I, I love tearing the Bible down like, I tear the Bible up like this. Watch this. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy, number one, of his calling 
And listen to this, and that by his power, now this is interesting, and by his power, he may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. He, it's not that he's putting those purposes, you know, you're living out your life and, and the Holy Spirit's leading you into these purposes, but it specifically says he may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. That's where you and the Holy Spirit are, pro- are partnering up together. He's leading you into these good purposes and every act, pro- that's the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you to all truth. And then the Father comes along and by his power, he fulfills all the things the Holy Spirit's doing through you. Isn't that amazing? Man, you can't get enough of this stuff. It's amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. We pray that this, that this, we pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace our God and, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Gosh, doggone, this stuff's good. We pray so that, <laughs> listen to this. And we, this is the final verse. And we pray this is Paul and the boys for the Thessalonians. This so that the, we pray this so that the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified in you. So Paul wants the name of the Lord Jesus to be glorified in his people and you be glorified in him. <laughs> Not only is the name of the Lord Jesus being glorified, but you're being glorified in him. Are we blessed or what? We're going to be glorified, set apart, one with him forever. Knowing as we've knowing as we're fully known, man, not seeing through the glass dimly anymore, seeing clearly face to face, perfect comprehension, seeing the face of God, as says in Revelation, all of his children see his face, even Moses couldn't see his face. We are in for amazing things. Just keep hanging on, get across the finish line, don't quit. No matter how bad the days are, no matter what's coming down the pike, it does not matter. To get to these places they're talking about is worth everything. Give up everything. If you have to lay your life down, lay it down. Because to receive these gifts for eternity, they're eternal gifts that the devil and nobody can take all this away from us. And it's all according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all through the grace of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything I just read is possible. We are so blessed to know him as Lord and Savior, to know our know God as Father and the Holy Spirit as our guide, our counselor, our comforter, our friend, to know the triune Godhood face to face. Man, we are a blessed people. To be married to Jesus forever in Israel, to be married to the Father forever, and us engrafted into Israel, Romans 11. We are blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Throw off all sorrow. Throw off all the whatever, whatever it's holding back. The sin that so easily entangles, and run the run with perseverance to race marked out. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the Author and Perfecter of the faith of your faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and scorned the shame thereof. That's only a very short part of a very amazing text right there. But man, hang on to Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't look backwards like Paul said. Forgetting what's behind, straying towards that. What you did yesterday and you repented of, don't worry about it. Keep moving forward. Just keep your eyes forward on Jesus. You'll get through the race together. We'll get through it together. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. Appreciate you. Next week, Second Thessalonians 2, I'm going to show you the return of the Lord. I'm going to show you the rapture of the church. I'm going to show you the rise of Antichrist and the final deception. It's all in here. It's laid out. It's beautiful. I mean, it's a roadmap through the end times right here. Love you, love you, can't. It's like the short version of Revelation, 2 Thessalonians 2. Love you, love you, can't get enough of you. See you, see you tomorrow uh, with Proverbs, I think. No, 1 Corinthians. All right, love you.